Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast by Titania. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. Uh, spoilers for uh, She-Hulk, if you haven't seen She-Hulk. Actually, not really. That's, that's in the credits. Uh, but yes, we are going to be reviewing this past week's episode of She-Hulk, uh, episode five or five, I think five. Yeah. I've lost track. Hey, I, I don't do weekly TV shows anymore, really, so I don't know how this works. All right. Marvel has really brought us back to weekly, especially with a 30 minute, you know, it's like, uh, I just forget everything about it. Um, but anyway, so if you're uh, nervous about She-Hulk spoilers, do not worry. They will not be tw- uh, until after the end of the news. So about 40 minutes or so. But anyway, let's hear about the news, Dylan. What'd you find this week? What kind of, what kind of news you got? Okay. It's a little bit of a light week. I will it say, is. um, but we got some good stuff still. Uh, so New Mutants, remember that movie? That, uh, no. That Marvel movie? Mm-mm. It's nope. one of the few... We Shout out to our pandemic experience, uh, renting our own private theater to go watch it. Oh, that's, we did, didn't we? We really do the most for the podcast, don't we? we? Yeah, for the pod. We rented, the pod. we rented out a Star Cinema Grill, I believe. No, yeah. um, Studio Movie it Grill? Was. Star Cinema Grill, Star yeah. Star Cinema, yeah, yeah. For New Mutants. We sure did, didn't we? Good times. That, that, was, that was fun. That theater was really nice, too. Except for, well, okay, this is kind of dark, but except for when we walked out and checked our phones and saw that Chadwick Boseman had died. Remember that? Oh, was, was that at that movie? I know that it was at a yeah, movie. It was at New Mutants. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, anyway. okay, way to bring it down, Dylan. Anyway, so, so anyway, New Mutants, what's up? Anyway, New Mutants. I love New news. Mutants. It's um, it's coming to Disney Plus. It's one of the few Marvel properties oh. not on Disney Plus, but it's finally I would have assumed arriving. it was. Oh, Okay, isn't it funny? I'm 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 reading about it. It was supposed to come out in 2018. What a what a ride we've been on. Right. Um, wow. Uh, but you know we saw it in 2020. But um, it's coming on October 14th. So it's a nice little little uh, Halloween watch. You know, it's got some it, spooky vibes. Um, nice is being generous, but sure. It's it's we a, still it's... we still say the movie is uh underrated and that it's like. Um, known as one of the worst movies of all time, and it's like not, you know what I mean? Uh huh. I feel like underrated implies that it's like good, but I it's, wouldn't say that. So it's it's called horrendous, and it's just meh. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I would. I would. I don't know. I haven't seen it since theater, so I really don't remember. I thought it was fine. I kind of maybe I'll rewatch it when it gets added. But have you seen it since um, we saw it that fateful no. night? I don't know. I wonder if under different circumstances, if it hadn't been pushed so far and not released in the middle of the pandemic, um, like what the reception would have been. I wonder if it would have been as bad. And especially like it was on the tail end of like uh, Fox selling to Disney. So it was like clearly none of this, nothing that happened in this would matter. You know, it was like a perfect storm of like being horribly received. So I Mm -hmm. wonder in what universe it was like not that way but who knows um would you recommend it michael are you gonna tell people to watch um, it no on Disney Plus? especially since especially since there's well okay i mean for free as part of your sub sure if you've never seen it you should watch it it's not know, it's not as bad it, it's a great laundry watch it's not as it's not nearly as bad as you know people would tell you it is it's also not that good either but Agreed. It's, it's worth yeah. checking out. I could see a good movie being in there, like 
pre-meddling pre-reshoots maybe like there was an opportunity for this movie to be enjoyed or to be really good or at least you know significantly better than it is but yeah oh well fine i'll rewatch it i won't but if you have to choose between that and something newer skip it (laughs) like even even not even if it's not better watch something newer like this movie is pretty forgettable uh but if you have a Disney Plus sub, go, let me knock yourself out. I assume all of our listeners have Disney Plus subs, though. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so moving on. More yeah. uh, Marvel Disney stuff. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We've known that it's going to uh, have the premiere of MODOK in it, his MCU premiere. Or debut. Uh-huh. Um, and he's played by Corey Stoll, who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man movie. So already the origin's a bit different here. Okay. Um, but one can assume that he did some kind of like, you know, lab tests on himself or something, or you know, something of course, of course, to turn him into this. But via merchandise, we've gotten a look at what he'll look like in the movie, and he looks more um, robotic than what we're used to, I think. But you're yeah, the Monarch fan, so you tell me. Looks, you tell me what you think. So he looks interesting. Um. It looks almost like Ultron-y to me, like Ultron inspired, but obviously different colors. But it's weird. I don't. I'm, I don't love it. If I'm honest, I don't. I love like it. the little limbs, but I think it could save it for me if that face opens up and there's a real face under it. Oh, then th- it would be good. You gotta have the face. That, I'm hoping that's a mask, right? Like you think, or, or am I just was that just wishful thinking? Man, I really don't know. I think that's it. If that's a mask and there's a real face under it, I think it'd be really good. But if it's just a robot face like that, I think it would be bad. So I'm like in two camps here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to see. I don't love the design. If I'm being completely honest, and I'm normally pretty positive about this type of thing ahead of time. Um, and don't like to judge it off of stuff like this, but I don't love this design. I'm sure we'll get a better look in like a trailer or something, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know. And what does come from? About it. Uh, t-shirt. T-shirt. Okay. It's always a t-shirt or Isn't cup, it? kids toys. Yeah. Some like Rex made item or something like that. Right. But, exactly. Um, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. So, moving on from regular Marvel to Sony Marvel. Ooh. Um, there's more drama. Not really in the Sony universe. Things are moving around. What? Um, no. This doesn't really have the same weight that it did before when things didn't move. Now it's like, okay. it's Yeah. I already didn't know when these things were coming out. Really? Why, why even announce? <laughs> yeah, just make it a, surpri- a surprise. Lemonade it. You know, surprise drop it in theaters. It'd be pretty cool. At least you'd be doing something unprecedented. But um, so Craven the Hunter is moving from January 2023 uh, to okay. October 6, 2023. So now it's a spooky movie. Mm. Um, is it? Uh, Madam Web. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Madam Web is moving from February 2024. Oh, it's moving to February 2024. Um, and they moved Untitled Sony Marvel Universe Project uh, from June to July 2024. So that maybe would be the next Spider-Man movie or sure. some other 
spinoff, you know? Um, I mean, well, it has to be something spider related. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I also find myself struggling to care, you know, about any of these things as they move around so much, like, and they just feel, makes them feel less and less real, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it doesn't help that it's the Sony one, so I'm like already checked out. So, but, yeah, I was going to say somewhat checked out on these things. But it's interesting that um, this mystery Sony Marvel movie, it's coming, it, it moved to July 12th, and Thunderbolts is coming out July 26th. So it's weird to have two it, Marvel that's weird. movies that close together. Um, Maybe they're related in some capacity. I sure hope not, because I'm looking forward <laughs> to Thunderbolts. True. I don't know. I still there's like a 10% part of my brain that's like, maybe Madame Web will be good. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I can't explain it in any way. But like... I don't. There's no way it can be, right? I mean, I guess it could be, but... I like the cast. That's literally the only reason. Um, yeah. Yikes. But like... But Craven... If there's no... If there's no like consistency between Sony movies, like they're all kind of doing their own thing, like on separate journeys, they haven't met, then right. like some of them might be good. That's true. Right? Like it stands to reason that at some point one would be good. I mean, um, the law of averages, right? At some point. Yeah. Cause we had Venom, Venom 2, Morbius, you know, like we have, we've I already like Venom, but not cause it's good. Uh, right. So no, you ironically them, enjoy Venom. I would love to, yeah, I would love to actually like one of these. So. Yeah, I'd love it to be like actually good and not like tricking the studio into re-releasing the theater, the movie in theaters because it's so comically terrible. Well, you know? yeah, that was a good pop culture moment though, but that is I still I think mean, they should release it again. I do too. You know, just give it one more shot. We were all busy that day. Like, come on, do it, do it one it, more time. I promise we'll go. Add time. add another like an add a deleted scene in there. Call it the Morbin cut. Exactly. Yeah. If you include Morb in the title, you will get the, the trolls to go. <laughs> Except they didn't go last time. They just like to post about it. But um hilarious. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. We'll see. Um, yeah. I I don't know, man. We hope these are good. I do hope so. I always say that. We're not we're not playing yeah, for a not, flop. I'm not trying to be a hater. Also, it's selfish because we're going to see these for the podcast. So, like, we would rather not sit through something bad, I think. you know. That's true. Yeah, I'm going to see. Yeah, we're, <laughs> unfortunately, I will see these anyway. You know, it's funny. Like, I forget that there's people that don't just go out and see these instantly, right? Because people will come into the store or even other employees like, oh, no, I haven't seen Morbius yet. Like, really? Why? Why did you wait? Oh, because it's terrible. That's why you waited. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, they've got their little marketing clause in me. I'm like, Marvel? Watch it. I must I'll see go. It. I must see it. This is but the one where... You'd, uh, you'd, you'd, see it even, you'd, you'd see it even even if we weren't doing this, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They, You're know. in. They're, it's all connected, okay? It's not. You're right. <laughs> um, But I'm going to see them anyway, so I may as well see it when it comes out. That's how I feel. But I'm like the rare like 1% population person who goes to the movies every week so it's not like a uh -huh. big sacrifice for me you know true that being said it's a little bit of a tangent but i saw woman king yesterday it was really really good highly recommend Lori really wants to see that she saw the trailer for it the other day and really wants to go see it it's a little gory uh, is it R, but okay um, 
it's it's a really good watch. So I would highly recommend it. Okay, cool. Um, Blade Runner. So Blade Runner twenty forty nine flops. Sorry, I had no segue, segue there. Um, but they're trying again with a new TV show on Amazon Prime. I um, saw the title of this, and I was thought it was yeah, a misprint. Blade Runner twenty ninety nine, like Marvel twenty ninety nine. I know. So one of my uh, employees, Joe, was telling me about this. Like, did you see they're doing Blade Runner twenty ninety nine? And we all started making fun of him because Joe gets stuff wrong. That's like his, like, haha! Look at Joe; he doesn't know. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then time. we're and then we're ripping on him. He's like, "No, I'm pretty sure it was that." And it was like, Aww. sure enough, twenty ninety nine. Like, oh, I hope you all apologize. We did, we did, like, Joe. I I publicly <laughs> apologize like that, and into his face, I did too. I was like, I I thought you were just goofing or didn't know any better, but they really did just name it after uh, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. Um, How about that? Um, what do we know okay, about so it? Do we know anything? It's uh, Ridley Scott is returning to be an executive producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Silka Luisa, who is, she worked on something called Shining Girls, will be the showrunner. Okay. Um, and like like the title suggests, we know it's set 50 years after Blade Runner 2049. Uh-huh. Um, so with Ridley Scott returning... And it being on Prime, where I think they will give it the money that it needs to look good, and it being a sequel, um, like except after the last thing, it's like all the elements that that would work for me. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, it's that's not something that I'm. It's not a franchise that I'm super into. If I'm gonna be completely honest. Because we did, we liked the first movie and we read the book and then we really liked 2049. I mean, I did love 2049. Same. But I don't love, okay, look, so I do love the novel. Okay, I get, you know what? Okay, that's that's incorrect. I do love the franchise, but no, I don't. I don't because oh I, like I don't like the anime. <laughs> I don't like the comics. The comics are fine. And I think the original is overrated. I just think 2049 is the best of of it all and i don't know like i like blade runner but like i think i think we're doing too much with blade runner right now i think we can leave it alone interesting i I don't know i i get that you know like it's weird that 2040 so i also don't understand why 2049 was not successful um because that movie is great that movie is very good. It is superior to the original Blade Runner. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what we're doing with this. Obviously, if Denis Villeneuve was involved, that would be more exciting. Um, well, I mean, I think I assume he's off of these projects for for the remainder of time. Ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm here. Like, I will absolutely try it, though. Of course. Um, yeah, but I really I, like the two movies, so I'm I wouldn't say I'm like a Blade Runner stand, but I like it's enough for me to like automatically tune into the next thing because I haven't you like burned yet. The animes, um, I haven't watched any of the anime except for Black Lotus, the new one, uh-huh. and I enjoyed that one, okay. But I haven't watched, I haven't read any comics, and I haven't watched any other anime or anything. Oh, wait, okay, no, they had those shorts that tied into 2049, uh-huh. and I like those, those were good. But those were like five minutes long. It wasn't. Yeah, like, that, yeah, that barely counts. Um, I don't know. 
I haven't been burned by Blade Runner yet. You know, honestly, what it is is so Ridley Scott's involved in this, and I don't know how involved he is, but like he just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Like, I'm really not a big fan of Ridley Scott. Yeah, he's notoriously like you know uppity and pretty self congratulatory about. Oh yeah, his work. I um, think he lucked into Blade Runner, the first Blade Runner, being so. <sighs> unique i don't know i think i i don't think he put all that philosophy in there you know yeah i mean he 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 was working with good source material and he right some would argue appropriated a lot of uh like vibes Uh uh-huh for lack of a better term you know sure um but he did it well he did he did he did. The uh, movie the movie is good. I do like it, but we'll see. Do we know when this is coming out? No. Of course. Sometime. Sometime. Um but I don't know. Uh I'm sure we'll cover it. Uh, yeah. You know what? We probably we probably will, honestly. I I hope it well it's Amazon, right? So they're probably gonna put a lot of money on it. So yeah, and then they won't advertise it to anyone, and no one will see it. Like so. Rings of Power, like what they spent so much money on this thing, and where do I know about it? Only from here or the tape on my Amazon box. Yeah, yeah. I, There's I advertisements in the movie theaters, but I haven't really been seeing. It's weird. Like, I, I'm, like, where I'm, would you hear about it? I don't know. The same places I hear about Stranger Things, and and I see all the ads for Stranger Things, and I'm inundated with stranger things tie-in products and i don't know like maybe i'm just yeah. i don't know more like brand collaborations make it feel more like an event you know but right amazon doesn't really seem to do that i don't know how that show is performing even i don't think it's like i don't think we'll ever know right i don't think it's the success they wanted it to be no i don't think so i think it's being absolutely steamrolled by house of the dragon Oh, right. I don't know. That's really unfortunate that those two came out so close to each other. Yeah. Two returning franchises with expensive shows that are prequels, you know? And not only one of them being expensive, one of them being the most expensive show, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't want that tag on my no, show. No, that's scary. That's like... That, that's a, was Netflix's most expensive show and it still hasn't gotten the second season. It's like, yeah, a lot of people watched it, but it's got to be like a lot of people to watch it for it to justify another season, you know? That's scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. We'll see. We'll cover this when it comes out in <laughs> two years. That's generous. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, another DC was announced. Um, this is via deadline, so it's real. Uh, oh. DC thinks they're making a Constantine sequel. Uh, um, or some people at DC think that. Uh, with Keanu Reeves returning and really? Lawrence Fishburne. And so it's going to the... be written by our favorite uh, film scribe, Akiva um, Goldsman. No! <laughs> I don't know the name normally of people who write movies. Right. But this man we know because... He's done we some... look up every bad movie we see and we're like, oh, this guy again, you know? How like how? How does this person he getting... has a few good ones under his belt? So it's like, oh, he knows what he's doing. And he's probably cheap. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's just connected. You think so? Oh yeah, get a Kiva. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a Kiva on this. 
Huh. Yeah, he's great. Um, I also don't love the original Constantine. I don't think I've seen it since theaters, so I don't really remember it much. I saw it at home like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Um, but I get like Keanu Reeves is like really popular right now, so I understand the desire to make this movie. Of course. It seems like Constantine doesn't need to be very expensive, I don't think. So it seems like a good call. Sure. But uh is it too late? And is it weird that it has no DC universe to tie into? The first one didn't, so I guess it doesn't need to, but I don't know. Like is I I just I assume the uh the Keanu Reeves like trend was trending down. I don't know, maybe I'm tripping. Like he was like super hot and funny or not like he was like Mimi for a while and Yeah. I don't know. Thought that well, he still got his John Wick franchise going. Yeah, of course. And and we're having a Larry Fishburne in this. Interesting. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. Oh, Larry Fishburne. Oh, that that's a I bought some Criterion movie called Deep Cover, and he's credited in that film as Larry Fishburne. I was like, what is that? He was young in the movie. No, I don't know. Um, it says We're gonna have um, Lawrence Fishburne, huh? So and Francis Lawrence. Not Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I, okay. I thought for some reason I thought you said Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. <laughs> Francis Lawrence. Okay. Um, who I guess directed the first one. Oh. I don't know. I don't, Has he I don't done know. Other movies? I don't know that name, like Francis Lawrence. And I don't, I mean, forgive me. I don't even know when the original came out, but like it had to be at least like 15, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I don't remember it being particularly well directed, but I, I wasn't that like clued into that when I saw the movie. So he um, did a bunch of Hunger Games movies. Ah, okay. There you go. He did three of them. Um, which I think are well are like directed well, and like he did Red Sparrow too, which I liked. What Red Sparrow? I think we liked it. I thought the story was a little slow, but like yeah. I thought it looked really good, and it was also competently directed. So okay, Constantine was from two thousand five. I'm not tripping. This is from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't realize. I was like, well, how long ago did I see this movie? So yeah, I haven't seen this movie since two thousand five. My he memory is a little hazy. Like- uh, which was a hit but okay then, i don't love I don't that know. movie yeah because the dog no actually <laughs> i just don't really like will smith movies generally um okay well maybe this will lead to like a dark justice league dark remember that, they've been like trying to do that for so long they have been and that would be really cool and honestly this would be the time to do it like just throw stuff to the wall see what sticks and you know, you could ride on that Keanu Reeves popularity because I would say he's more popular now than he was in 2005 when this first movie came out or he, or he's a different type of popular, I should say. Yeah. Um, I think now he is a name that people would want to go see it because it's the new Keanu Reeves movie where in 2005 it was, Oh yeah. Keanu Reeves from the matrix. Right. You know that now it's like, yeah, he's a destination. I mean, we can do what we always do, which is tell DC how they should run their business. Um, oh yeah, I mean that isn't that what we're that's this that's in the episode description. Yeah, and um, what DC should do is let Guillermo del Toro do whatever <laughs> Justice League Dark he pitched to them at this yes. point. You know, like you could start with Keanu Reeves, make him fold him into that, and make this a lead in into Del Toro's Justice League Dark. But you know, I don't. 
I'm gonna run it. So I would knows. love that, Dylan. I mean, it we makes would... too much sense, and he wants to do it. That's like really what's annoying about it, you know? Like, right? It's it seems like something the internet would make up. Like, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't it be and neat then, if? Like, and then, like he actually like has ideas and wants to do it, and DC's like, no. Why would okay. you like? You have this brilliant auteur director, right? And you're just like, no. Let's just go with Zaddy. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would think it's because he's not like a big. I don't know. I guess he did do Pacific Rim, but normally he's not like a huge commercial hit. Well, true. Uh, was Hellboy not a big six? I guess not. No, not Hellboy. Not I don't, Shape of Water. You know, like he's more. He's not blockbuster. Sure, kind of he's dude. respected, but yeah, I mean, well, he peaked with his. With Crimson Peak. So I think spiraling he, after that. I think well, actually no, Shape of Water is his best film, but uh I think number two is Pan's Labyrinth. I think actually no, Devil's Backbone. They're all good. Go back, go watch these movies. And then Wait, say speaking, he should go ahead. Speaking of things the internet really wants to happen. Oh no. Are you on Marvel? You're not on Marvel Twitter or anything. So. Um I'm getting on Marvel TikTok. Like I I've had a couple of things pop up on my FYP. Have you seen the big rogue fan casting this week? No. Everyone, the internet has rallied behind wanting Kiki Palmer to play rogue. <laughs> and I feel like it's like so perfect. Like normally, you know me, I'm like anti-fan casting online because if, if I feel like then we get a John Krasinski situation. Right. Which is something like I don't agree with or it's like something too easy. But I feel like she'd be really perfect uh, for that. I'm okay with that. Sure, why not? It's like almost too perfect. Now I'll be disappointed with anyone else that plays Rogue. It's like right. I I am okay with Kiki Palmer as Rogue. I I give it my seal of approval. It's hard to have like someone with a big personality that's like that, like energetic and not sometimes annoying. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. And she can do that Southern character. She's done that before too. Like, come on, it's time. Yeah. Of course, Maybe. you know. It Dylan. was trending because a lot of people were against it, but whatever. Yeah, no. What really? The that's the thing, right? That's 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 a shock. Well, scientifically, you couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I have what? No, I don't know. I was I was trying to make a. I was trying to uh, tie into the Little Mermaid. Uh, like scientifically, <sighs> her skin wouldn't be dark because she lives in the the bottom of the ocean, Dylan. Scientifically. The sad thing is, fake I feel like mythological creature. I feel like there's people who actually they do have thought of some scientific reason why Rogue can't be black. Uh, they have, they have. Well, well, Dylan, because like, so when I'll make it up, it's because when when she absorbs the power, uh, light absorbs better on a white surface. So, like, I think that would have to do oh with power God, absorption. <laughs> Guarantee you, there's a TikTok out there. Go find it. Someone did it. That's it. That reminds me of one I saw about Little Mermaid, and they were like, it was some like redheaded lady talking about it. And she oh, was no. like, they took away a role from another minority group, redheads. And she was being earnest um, about how she never feels represented. Um, Girl. I was like, that's embarrassing. Before. All right. Really anyway, is. people just out here posting anything, Michael. I. Th- this is the unchecked era. This is. This is where we live in now. TikTok is just Tumblr in video form now. It is. It's a, It's really a shame. But on that but, note, yes, that's let's all hear. I have to say. Let's let's hear about these. Uh, let's hear about the live sale. 
I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we are going to talk about our picks of the week. Uh, it is basically spooky season. It is still September, but you know, spooky season started in September. So uh, creep show number one <laughs> from image comics. Um, I am very excited about this. It's a five issue anthology series that will scare you to death, apparently. Um, so it's uh, exactly what you want it to be. It's got um, a bunch of little anthology sto- or you know, mini mini stories in these comics um, and featuring Paul Dini, who everybody likes Paul Dini. So going to be some cool stuff in this. Can't wait. Yeah, that looks really good. There's cool covers for that, too. Yes. I say I can't wait. I've already read it. It came out oh. today. So, I mean, <laughs> okay. it's good. You can, can take confirm. it to the bank. It's good. Can confirm. Okay. So my pick is it's called Crashing. You may have heard of it because we post about it a lot. It's a new IDW original title written by Matthew Klein and with art by Morgan Beam. And you can pick up your copy at any Bedrock City starting today. And then yes. you can go back on Saturday and get it signed by both the writer and the artist. They're going to be here together at the Galleria area store from one to four this Saturday. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's signing for free. It's like a $4 book. You get your book signed for free. Um, it's Matthew's, I think, first signing. So get it really? on the ground floor. Morgan Beam. She's done some cool books I like, like Swamp Thing, Twin sure. Branches. We did a little virtual event with her a couple oh, of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know she did that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the book is cool. It's like they describe it as Nurse Jackie meets the boys. I know my, uh-huh. Michael Loza. That's my, that's my, like okay. That. That, I'm just, that just triggers me from working at GameStop because every, every video game is internally billed to GameStop employees as, oh, it's Gears of War meets Borderlands. Oh, yeah. it's, it's every, every game is billed as that to us because it's supposed to be like a way to pitch it or whatever. If it's and, co-op, it, it's meets Borderlands. It, right. Or does it have weird items? It's Borderlands. Yeah. Is it open Cell world? Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Legend of Zelda. Or w- Wind Waker. Yeah. Oh, it's like, uh, it's like Splatoon meets, I don't know, Gears anyway. of War. It's my favorite. But uh, crashing, good, is, crashing is cool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can get it at any location, or you can just not. Wow. On Wednesday, and we'll no, I'm just saying we'll have it. We'll have plenty available yeah, on Saturday on at Wednesday. the event. Right. Yeah. That. That's. Man, I'm. I am working, so unfortunately, I will not be there. Um. I'll but, get you one signed. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll transfer it over for you. Oh, excellent. Um. But yeah, I want to see pictures from it. So everybody, take your pictures and post them, and send it. Send it to our Discord. If you don't know how to get there, um. Stay tuned for the post credit scene. That's where we tell you how to get to the Discord. Ooh, um, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's get to my news real quick. So, Dylan, we have a small, a slight update in the AEW suspension saga. Okay. Um, so, um, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the the Young Bucks are still suspended. Um, but 
the ancillary names, the people that were not in, involved in the fight but were involved in breaking up the fight, has all been reinstated. So that says to me that like these investigations are moving along and we're going to know a little bit more. Um, I don't know if you remember, Dylan, but I did report um, that it seems like Ace Steel, CM Punk's friend, bit Kenny Omega uh, yeah, in this fight. I remember. Well, Dylan, Kenny Omega what? was in Tokyo this weekend for... Um, Would he have a bite mark? He did, Dylan. He was in Tokyo for the Tokyo Game Show to promote the AEW um, video game that they have coming out, AEW Fight Forever. And I'm going to send you the picture right now of Kenny Omega's bite mark on his arm. It's on his left forearm. You can see it if you zoom in or if you look okay. at it. It does I it see. does indeed look like a bite mark. So the kind of the right. So the internet seems to think that this is indeed where A Steel bit Kenny Omega. Whether or not that is the truth or not <laughs> is irrelevant. But um so embarrassing. I know grown men biting each other. And right? Like well that that guy's absolutely fired, right? Like He's also not even a big name, a steal. He's a trainer backstage. And you bit Kenny Omega. Yeah, you're fired. Um, but we'll see. Kenny Omega did seem to reference. Everyone has been sort of quiet on this. Um, all the talent that is. Um, Kenny Omega is the only one who has even made a reference to it, truly. Um, because in CM Punk's comments, uh, he said that uh, all these people, co- quote, couldn't, man- couldn't manage a target. Which is, of course... A very stupid thing to say shows how out of touch you are because managing a target is very hard. That's a multi-million dollar store. There's a lot involved in managing a target. It's way harder than being a professional wrestler. I will say that. Um, Well, maybe not physically, but well, definitely not physically. But anyway, um, but so Kenny Omega (laughs) posted a video of himself in Tokyo pretending to not know how to operate a cash register. Right. Uh, So there's that. But anyway, so it looks like Brandon Cutler, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, um, Michael Nakazawa are all off suspension right now. Um, so that doesn't that does seem like we're gonna get uh, some clarification in the coming weeks. Uh, we are crowning a new champion this Wednesday, so that is very good. We're looking forward to that on Wednesday. So everything else is horror news. So the first non-trailer, everything else is a trailer after this. Is the original Halloween is returning to theaters um, this September? Um, it's going to be in something like 600 theaters. A lot is a lot of theaters. I don't have the exact number, um, okay. but it's many, many theaters. Um, and it's sort of like a Fathom event type of a deal. Um, actually, no, it's not. I th- I'm sorry. A Fathom event is like a streamed at the same time everywhere else. This is just getting re released lightly in theaters with multiple showtimes, multiple days. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, I am very excited about this because I've I don't think I've ever seen the original Halloween in theaters. I don't think I have. Um, I it's possible I've gone to a River Oaks at midnight to do it, but I don't think I did. I definitely have it. Right. Um, is this something you would go to, Dylan? Yeah, for sure. That sounds like awesome. It'd be fun. Well, in addition to Halloween, they are also re-releasing in theaters Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. And Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. And spoilers, 5 is bad. <laughs> Very bad. Uh, it's interesting because they're not doing Halloween 2, which is a direct sequel to Halloween 1, which, like when I say direct sequel, meaning like it takes place five minutes after the first one ends. Like it just continues immediately. Um, whereas 4 and 5 are like 
10 plus years later. So that's I interesting. I kind of feel like they should do a 2008 Halloween. Rob Zombies? No, 20... What was the one? Not 2008. H2O? The, Resurrection? No, no. Stop. The 20, first... 2018. Yes, thank you. The the best modern Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they should re-release that to gear me, up for the new one. Me too, man. Like, I... I loved, I think we all, everyone who we've had on the show talking about it, loved that movie. Um, Cause it was way better than it needed to be. It, it was it, like, I was expecting Halloween kills out of it. You know, I was expecting serviceable mid, you know? Uh, and it was really, really cool. And we suffered through a pretty bad theater experience on one of those watches. Uh, remember that guy playing PUBG in the front row on his tablet, yeah. on his like fourteen inch tablet? It felt like I liked it. I thought that was that was fun. It added it, to the ambiance. It did. It did. But anyway, so that is coming soon uh, to to theaters near you. Hopefully, hopefully it is coming to us, and we will try to go see that and uh, report back. Um, we have three trailers this week on two properties we've covered before, and one we haven't. The first is a Stephen King Netflix adaptation called Mister Harrigan's Phone. Which um, I mentioned, I think a few weeks back, if you recall, uh, that we just learned of this things, this movie's existence, um, very recently, and the story, it's based on a short story from, I believe it's from If It Bleeds, if I remember correctly, um, and the story I've read it, it's about a boy who, uh, like a young teen, who befriends an old man. Um, who he calls on the cell phone regularly. It's also his neighbor. Um, but then the old man dies, and the boy calls his phone and is able to talk to Mr. Harrigan. And then it's like some it's like a ghosty situation, right? And it's a very creepy, very effective short story. Um, but the trailer definitely adds a lot of elements that are not into the short that are not in the short story, and you would need to because there's not a lot to go on on that short story. Okay. Uh, and this stars uh Donald Sutherland. And the kid looked really familiar, but I didn't look up his name. He's from it. Oh, okay. It is the kid from and, it. One of the kids from uh, it. Defending Jacob. He was really good at that. Okay. Um, what did you think about this trailer, Dylan? Um, it didn't do much for me. I thought it, it, it looked it super looked fine. Nice. It looked like, I don't know, nothing hooked me, you know? Right. Talking to a dead person on the phone was just in black film, like, right. a few months right. ago. So, and yeah, I agree. And I really do like the original short story quite a bit. And, but I, I knew you were going to have to add some elements to it, but making Mr. Harrigan at all, it doesn't. And making Mr. Harrigan like vaguely organized crime or a tough guy who's involved in killing people. Like that's weird. Like it's supposed to be a complete juxtaposition because Mr. Harrigan doesn't have anything to do with death. He's just a sweet old man. Right. And it's the phone that is the thing. It's like a thing about technology, right? But anyway, so this comes out on Netflix um, very soon. And it looks fine. I don't know. I. It looks polished and like... It does. It looks like a theatrical film. I will say that. It looks well yeah. put together. Um, John Lee Hancock uh, adapted the script. Uh, he did The Little Things, which I don't know. And he also directed the film. So um, Ryan Murphy... And Blumhouse are producing it. Well, that's a good sign, but yes, maybe they're um, just holding a lot back in the trailer, and the movie's actually a lot better than 
what's being presented. You never know. We'll see. But it, it's funny. It's like reading the article on Screen Rant. It's like they have you ever covered a Stephen King release? Because this this uh, this dialogue or this line here, the fact that King himself is excited about the upcoming film may be a sign. Blah, blah, blah. Like uh, that is no. not. Have you ever covered a Stephen King release? He loves every movie he's that is related to his work. And it comes out on October 5th. Um, sticking with Netflix, um, something that I didn't know existed until today. I don't maybe I just missed it or forgot about it, but um Mike Flanagan of The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass is back with another um another thing on Netflix called The Midnight Club. Um yeah. and it's, it's about terminally ill teens um in like a like a communal home thing uh and ghosts what does it say here a place for let's see the, the drama based on the work of teen horror icon christopher pike takes place at brightcliff hospice a place for terminal teenagers to transition on their own terms um and it has to do with um ghosts it doesn't it doesn't give you a lot here other than they each tell you they each meet up in the library tell each other ghost stories or as they say quote unquote make ghosts and they call themselves the midnight club and I i thought the trailer was pretty good it's not the what you would expect from flanagan at from his previous two netflix releases um yeah but i liked it what did you think about it um it looked okay. I'm a Mike Flanagan stan. Um, and I know he's... I don't know. Like That's enough for me to... To give it a shot no matter it. what. Yeah, because Midnight Mass and Blind Manor and Hill House are so good. Um, so I'm ironically in, but it looked a little more... Like... Easy? Um, like all, all ages? <laughs> I don't know. It did. Like a good way it to did. say that. No, no, no. I get that. It definitely didn't look as as scary. Or as dark. And the 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 scares looked a little, direct like generic, you know. Sure. Um, but every right. trailer for the Flanagan stuff has been like misleading and not shown anything. So I'm like, I'm wondering what's really going on here, you know? What the swerve is, if there is a swerve, yeah, indeed. There better be one. I hope so. Since it's spooky season, you got to watch Midnight Mass, Michael. Forget I Midnight I watch I watch Midnight Mass. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. It took me a long time to get to get to it, but I did. I did watch it. It was fantastic. I love Midnight Mass. Do you no, feel like this is like somehow related? No. Okay. Now, because Blind Manor and Hill House were kind of like no, no. See, but you know what? I never. I didn't watch Hill House. Is what you're thinking of? Because I watched Blind Manor. I'm just okay. Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. Like. So there's Haunting of Hill House and then Haunting right. of Blind Manor, and those were surprise kind of connected. Uh-huh. And now we did Midnight Mass and Midnight Club, so and I'm like, what's what's the connection they bo- here? If they both have Midnight, yeah, you're not wrong. But, but they visually look like they could have nothing in common, because Midnight right. Mass is so dark and weird, you know? Um, I love Midnight Mass, dude. Midnight Mass is so cool. Um, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just theorizing. My, my connection with this is like obviously working at GameStop is the video game Midnight Club, and that's all I was thinking about. It's like I was like, why is the trailer for the Midnight Club showing up on Bloody Disgusting? I don't know <laughs> if you ever played Midnight Club. It's like a street racing game on the no. PS2 era. Um, they made they made three of them, I think three or four. It was a very popular racing game series, kind of like Need for Speed, but with like SUVs. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, so that's why I was very taken aback. Like, oh, it's a horror thing. Oh, it's Mike Flanagan. Oh, it comes out <laughs> in two weeks. What? Um, so, you know, that's cool. I think it's, uh, I don't have the exact date in front of me. I think it's like October 7th, maybe. Um, it is October 7th on Netflix. Um, also coming out on October 7th on Hulu, we got, I feel like this has become like the Hellraiser podcast where I feel like every week I have, we have something to say about this new Hellraiser thing because they keep eking out news. Um, but now we finally have a trailer for the new Hellraiser film that comes out October 7th on Hulu. You better watch it when it comes out after all this. We have, I mean, I have to, right? I love this poster. I love this poster. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I'm sending it to the chat. It's fantastic. Um, but anyway, there is a new trailer or the first trailer, I should say. And we covered last week. We've gone ups and up and down with this movie, right? Because when we got the pinhead reveal, she looked great. We thought she looked right. really cool. Then last week, we got uh, the reveal of one of the new Cenobites, uh, the mask. Not uh, great. Not great. Uh, so now this week we have the trailer. And I think it's back up to being, I'm anticipating this movie pretty well i think it's gonna i think it looks pretty cool i think the mask who is in the tra- is in the trailer looks way better in motion or you know not in a, not in a bright still frame where you can overanalyze every detail he looked he looked good in this trailer uh i think and i think the trailer looked okay I, the, the cenobite parts are obviously the coolest parts of it the the human dude like i don't care you're just fodder at this point. Like the, the, the dude's like screaming or whatever. Like the lady was interesting. Uh, you know, a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. You know, I think that, that story is going to be the interesting story, but they, they showed this one dude a lot. Uh, Drew, Drew Starkey. Yeah. So I guess he's going to be one of the main characters, but, I don't know. I what do you think about it? I'm still anticipating the movie being good. At least I hope so because I really like the director. Like I said, David Bruckner. He did the Night House, which I yes. feel like is like criminally underrated. Um, we saw that in theaters, right? Yeah, it had like I remember it having a good uh, critic score and like being very mixed from audience, which I definitely understand having seen it. You know, uh-huh. um, but like one thing he did really well, like undeniably, I think is like the the ambiance you know the spooky Absolutely. nature of it was really like actually pretty unsettling so i think that i agree could, like lend itself to this you know definitely the script agree. i don't know i don't know who wrote who wrote this but um ben um, collins and luke Piortz, whatever something uh okay they also wrote the night house so okay it's the well, night house team i'm excited i hope it's well, good I didn't realize that, 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 that it's just the full copy paste Nighthouse creative team. That's cool. Okay. Um, it comes out October 7th. I'm looking forward to it and maybe we'll talk about it when it comes out. Um, yeah. but that's going to do it for us this week or for, uh, my news. Let's hear about, uh, these tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. 
we also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we're going to talk about She-Hulk Episode 5. Presented by Titania. Titania? Titania. 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 Yeah, like titanium. Yes. I just um, want to say Titania. Like, yeah. That's not right. Don't do that. I'll do it. Titania. Um, yes. So we are here. Spoilers for all of She-Hulk and all uh, existing MCU uh, and potential speculation for next week. So Iron Man you- dies. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Sorry to this man. Anyway, so here we are. Uh, Jamila Jamil uh, is back. And as Titania. She was great. She was fantastic. Her um, accent, her American accent is really good. I know it's like a cartoonish Valley Girl accent, but like. You would never she's, know. She's nailing it. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know she's like aggressively British, you know. <laughs> aggressively British. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she is, though. Um, um no okay so this episode was great they've all been great so far this is the most legal that the show has been though i think um it's slow down a bit i think it did it did slow still, down but still good, i liked it but... i liked it a lot i liked uh i liked all the courtroom stuff more court stuff so and we got which it. is surprising i don't know why that was like the thing that people are clamoring for like you really just want more court okay fine i don't um, think some people have been saying that who I think maybe are just looking for a reason to criticize, you know, um, uh, of, of course. <laughs> so I wonder if they're happy now that we got the last two episodes have been a lot more of that, but Cordy, yeah. no, you know, you know, they're not telling it'll always be something. It'll always be something. Um, there's not a ton to say about this episode up until the very end. So um, she Hulk's buddies. I'm forgetting the characters names. I'm sorry. Um, Pug and and Nikki. Pug and Nikki. Yeah. Pug and Nikki. Um, they go on a side adventure. It sounds like MTV VJs at that point. Like Pug hosting, and Nikki. Yeah. yeah. Here for her here with TRL. Um. Anyway, Pug and Nikki go on a side quest <laughs> to go get She Hulk some superhero clothes. Um. Read costume, but they didn't really mean costume. They meant like uh, clothes that'll stretch and grow in uh, yeah. in accordance with Jen. Uh, shifting she's been wearing these like ill-fitting men's suits you know uh what did, what, did they, what did they describe her as like looks like a like a like a nfl player pleading no contest to a dui <laughs> or something like it looks something fantastic like that, yeah fantastic the the uh, the out of i guess in continuity the titania has a instagram account and a twitter um uh-huh. and that's it's a pretty good follow too Jamila, oh, Jamil, oh does she yeah she like She's just trashing Sea Hulk and stuff. Like I think this week she called her Shrek on keto. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. It, it's a good like in-universe marketing thing, but I need to follow I'm, that. 
I'm liking Titania a lot so far. Titania is great. I, and we haven't seen the last of her for sure. Um, of course not. But I the, the like you said, the, the costume shopping, it was like a little side adventure. Yes. Some side characters. And I really I like Nikki. I, I like them too. And I liked the, uh, when they, when they went to go meet the, uh, the plug, the first plug, and they trying to sell him his Avong, his Avongers t-shirts. Yeah. But you know me, I would have bought an Avongers t-shirt. I love, yeah. I love Why they disrespectfully off brand. Like I do own a hat that says Supreme and That's I right love it. Alley. I love it, dude. I love fake, just horribly off brand merchandise. I love it. It's hilarious. I got, I got that gift from you from the white elephant with all your off brand. Oh, did you? Yeah. You ended up with Prongles. Prongles. Yeah. Atlantic yeah. Rim on DVD. <laughs> I can't remember if I included it or not, but the one of the things I wanted to put in that off brand starter pack box was uh there's a book called The Dragon with the Girl Tattoo. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. That was on the short list. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, the show was the, the episode was very good. Um we I don't remember the character's name. Also, I I apologize. That was uh, the costume designer. He was great too. Luke, Luke, Luke Jacobson. Luke Jacobson. Okay. He's played by Griffin Matthews, and he this is a, he looks super familiar, like, but maybe this not. This is like the deepest cut of like Marvel characters. Like no one knows who this is because he was in. He, I think he has two comic appearances, both oh, wow. in like a '80s or '90s Marvel comic called Dakota North which is like a detective sure. comic and he's like a designer in there, but like literally it's not, it could have been no one, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I would, I would just assume it was a made up character for the, it's for the Edna show. mode, Marvel Edna mode a little bit. You right. Know? Sure. Of course. And, and he was great. Absolutely great. Yeah. Um, but I guess, should we just get to it and the big reveal at the end? What reveal? What are you talking about? Uh, the Daredevil helmet, Dylan. Yes. And it was yellow. We knew. No, we didn't we know. Did. This is a surprise to us. I was shocked. It wasn't in every teaser for this show that's come out. but <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought Daredevil was going to be in this episode, but I guess it's the next one. Yeah. Um, at least we got a tease, though. But I I think uh, this was in Luke Jacobson's uh, like fashion office yeah yeah he he was scolding his costume yeah he was scolding his aide for not uh you know for for not respecting confidentiality or whatever and leaving it out in the open yeah so is that what brings daredevil into this that's it yep is he's in la picking up some uh, some new threads a, a new some new attire which would imply he had old attire which would imply Netflix is canon, canon, Dylan. Yes. Well, it, it also goes against it because his designer he already has one in the Netflix show. No, maybe he has to jail, move. But I don't know. I don't know. He's got to move though, or something. We had know. a bigger Easter egg tease in this episode, okay. in in the form of like the the credits while they're rolling. They have the little painted mm-hmm. uh, like extra scenes from the show that we didn't see, and there's yes. one with. Um, Pug and Nikki looking at a bunch of sneakers. Did you happen to see this one? I did. I did. I don't remember what you're talking about specifically being a tease, though. But show me. So they have, there's a bunch of like superhero themed sneakers. I just sent it to you on the 
in the wall. Uh-huh. And there's like characters that we haven't seen yet. Oh, um, that's a detective thing, work. There's some thing shoes. I see there's that. Some, there's some Deadpool shoes. Um, there's Cyclops, yeah. Cyclops shoes. There's Doctor Doom shoes. There's a uh, Cable, like Wolverine shoes. Ca- yeah, Cable, Wolverine. So like, huh. ooh, look at those Moon Knight ones. Would you buy those, Michael? They're on the bottom. Yeah, I'd wear them. I'd wear them. I think I feel like you would. Those are pretty slick. But um, yeah. that's I don't that's know. A, that's a interesting pickup. There's Nova Dylan. shoes. Uh, Namor, who we know is coming, but like. I'm sure this is just some artist who's like kind of doing whatever they want, but like, yeah, it is but... MCU. They wouldn't like let anything slide, you know? So is this confirmation that those characters exist right now or is it nothing? Ooh. Well, I, I think it's in between those two things. I think it's probably nothing, but like, it's fun regardless. Uh, That's a really interesting, I, I didn't even notice that at all. I remember that slide and I was looking at the Iron Man shoes because like, oh, that's what the Iron Man 3s look like. Yeah, you just, you have to pause it and really inspect it to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like but, their credits though. Yeah, they're really fun. It's a nice, I think Ms. Marvel has the best credits so far. I really like those, um, uh-huh. like with the graffiti all over the city, but this is a fun way to do it too. Um, I kind of wish this had, this had just been like an after credit scene because this is the first correct me if I'm wrong I think this is the first one where there was no after credit scene um yes but it, it, it would have been cool if, like this this image was just like what the scene was I don't mm-hmm. know but like I then, understand. then they'd have to produce the shoes or at least work harder on the money. shoes yeah but you're that's right. true that would probably be really expensive but um I can't wait for next week though how many three more four more Four more. Four more. Six, seven, eight, nine. But I'm pretty sure Deadpool was next week. <laughs> God, gotta be. Oh, we, we thought it was this last week. week. So who knows? Maybe not. But either way, it's just like I feel like this show has really like solidified, found its footing, like for what it is. I think everyone mm-hmm. should expect like it's Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's Parks and Rec, it's like a workplace silly. Right, comedy, and like this, this, this episode is really being described as a filler episode online. Um, but like disrespectful. I I thought it was good. Filler applies to like anime and stuff. I don't think it applies to things that are like comedies because like not it was everything al- has to have like seismic. Almost a almost a bottle episode, if you want to call it. If you want to reach for tv show descriptors it was very similar to that because i think it really only had two locations right pretty much it was just the courtroom and the the courtroom um, oh maybe not because it was courtroom law office there was a called product launch uh with IT. oh yeah yeah you're right okay never mind not a bottle episode but i i did like the i did like the jen going to the product launch and just ripping yeah, on the fun. beauty the beauty stuff i like seeing the world building the like the Hon- knockoff merch is like honestly the world building in this is better than a lot of the movies that we've had recently from them there's a lot like of little details that you wouldn't get out of some of the other films you know yeah i hope they get to explore more in future episodes of how regular people interact with superhero. superheroes like living in a yeah. world with superheroes yeah absolutely but i'm looking forward to next week but um, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. This is Dylan. Bye, everyone. And, I, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.
thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online. Ah.